Welcome back to the Relax My Dog podcast. My name is Claire. I'm Leah. And we are from Relax My Dog, where we talk about all things dog. And this week we are talking about dangers in your garden, mainly plants, but there are a couple of things that we're going to talk about that are plants. Um, now it's springtime, um, a lot of people, when the weather's nice, which it hasn't been in the past few days, it's quite uh, so. A lot of people are out in their gardens, um, springtime you tend to do a lot of uh, digging, a lot of planting, um, things with compost and all that, and if you've got a dog, um, there are a few things that you um, might not know about in your garden that might be poisonous or dangerous to your dog. So Leah and I this week are going to give you a list of things to look out for if you are out in the garden with your dog. The first thing I'm going to mention, though it isn't really pertains to um, springtime, it's more sort of autumn, um, but acorns. Now, I don't know if you do, Leah, but sometimes um, sort of on social media around sort of autumn time, I see a lot of people posting about the dangers of acorns and how you should, you know, make sure that your dog doesn't um, eat them. So um, poisoning from acorns most likely occur in autumn, like I said, because that's when they fall from the trees. Um, so around this time you need to make sure that if you're taking your dog for a walk or if you've got um, an acorn tree in your garden that your dog isn't picking up acorns and eating them. Now this isn't going to um, affect them really really badly but it, as in it's not like poisonous or deadly to them but um, if they eat enough it's likely to cause vomiting, diarrhea um, which could cause your dog to become sleepy and lethargic. Um, eating acorns regularly may cause kidney or liver problems um, while eating large amounts may cause an obstruction. Now this comes with everything that's like a small knot or something or anything that comes from a tree um they can get lodged in your dog's throat or even in like in their intestines and stuff so if you have um like an acorn tree in your garden or you take your dog out for a walk you need to make sure that your your dog isn't chowing down on these things um either if you can remove them from your garden or just keep um a sort of eagle eye on your dog while you're out yeah, one of the things I will say as well around acorns is whenever we go out for a walk with Mallory, if we've not got a ball or a stick or anything like that, he will just try and grab anything that's nearby that he knows that we can throw for him. Yeah. And one of the things could be an acorn because obviously it's quite like small, like ball shaped. So even if they're trying to pick it up, I would just try and keep that away from your dog as much as possible. Um, so try and even think about walks that necessarily don't have them or even take like a, a toy with you on your walk. So, you know, your dog's got something to, to play with rather than trying to find something on the ground. Yeah, yeah, if you live in a place where there are multiple walks. I'm just trying to think of um, where my sister lives. My sister lives in York and she walks her friend's dog. And there is a park near her house and it's got loads and loads and loads and loads of acorn trees. Um, and obviously around autumn, they don't take the dog that way, just, just in case, because he's a really curious dog as well and he'll pick up anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, kind of on you a little bit to be a bit more vigilant with your dog if you are taking them somewhere like that. Then one that sort of comes off from acorns is obviously the conkers. So these beautiful shiny seeds may occur, uh, obviously very attractive to your dogs. Um, And I guess like Claire said earlier, the acorns are um, only found in autumn months. And this is again, is the same with conkers. So just be very um, wary of where you're taking your dog for a walk. All parts of the horse chestnut can actually make your dog very, very ill uh, with side effects of being sick, having an upset stomach, dribbling, and also being off their food as well. Also, since the conkers are quite large and hard, they can also be um, a choking risk and a hazard for your dog as well. Like Claire said earlier, um, just anything that's sort of big and that's going to be hard for your dog to chew down on, you just need to be extremely careful, especially if you've got a small dog. Um, 
like like I said, my friend's dog, he will literally pick up anything and everything that's around him and he's tiny. So if he got a conquer, I don't even want to think about it. But um yeah, you just need to be extremely careful with what your dog is picking up from the ground. Yeah, especially like um conkers as well in the when they're in the green shell in it, they're quite spiky, aren't they? And that yeah. would be horrible. Hopefully your dog would pick it up and be like, ew, that's horrible. But like if you imagine if they they swallowed that, that would be ugh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah. It might also be like deterred from it, you know, because it's spiky. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when it's out of the casing, then that's when they're like, oh this looks nice. Yeah, and I really like chest like is horse chestnuts and chestnuts are the same thing or are they different? I can't think like chestnuts that you have like you make stuffing out of it at christmas are they the same thing are they different are they yeah different? i don't think they're the same thing now oh, that's a shame because i love chestnuts like, i'm thinking about them now but they're not in season so i can't have any so now <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is a bit more about your garden um like i said it's springtime um i know that people in my house are doing a lot of gardening i hate gardening so i don't do gardening it's mucky and cold and I hate it um but <laughs> a lot of gardening is that and we don't have we don't have dogs here but we've got cats but um if you compost um we compost quite regularly I think a lot of people do and um, we've got two no four big compost heaps actually um we've got a field next to our garden and the main reason we've got these is uh, for hedgehogs <laughs> it attracts hedgehogs <laughs> Oh. um but we also compost a lot because there's five adults in this house and, you know lots of food um and so moldy food moldy foods can contain a lot of different toxins and if eaten made it make your dog ill one particular substance which is mostly found on moldy dairy products bread and nuts can cause dogs to quickly develop muscle tremors and seizures which may last up for up to two days if you can compost your food scraps and just make sure they're kept outside in a sealed container that your dog cannot access. Now, you're not meant to compost dairy products. So if you're putting dairy products on your compost heap, that's wrong anyway. <laughs> that's just me and my uh, compost snobbery. But um, yeah, basically, if you have a compost bin out in your garden, um, most of them do actually seal up anyway. Um, but we've got some... Um, we've got two big ones that are not sort of outside, but we don't have dogs. I think if we did have dogs, we would get rid of those ones and just have the sealed ones because dogs are curious creatures and they don't really have an off switch when it comes to finding food. Uh, they'll just eat pretty much anything, um, whether it's mouldy or not. <laughs> so uh, just make sure if you do have compost heaps in your garden or, or anywhere um, that your dog can't access them. And if they are not sealed, that your dog can't get to that part of the garden. It's quite easy to do really. And you don't want your dog eating things that you don't know what they are, especially if it's mouldy and gross, because that's gross. <laughs> You know, like going on walks, you know, like around like this sort of time and there's ducks out and people are throwing bread mm. for the, the ducks. You might even find that there's bits of mouldy bread where the ducks sort of congregate. So you just need to be careful there as well that your dog might think it's a nice little snack. But if it's mouldy, obviously it's not the best for the dog. Yeah, we were out uh, last week we went out for a picnic for my friend's birthday, um, which is in restrictions. We were, there was less than six of us, but um, we went to this um, it's like a national trust place near Ross and it's beautiful. So we had a, we had a picnic. Um, and there's loads of dogs. It's a place where people take their dogs. Um, and we were next to a bin, which is obviously a great place to pick. Um, but there was dogs coming and eat, and the bin hadn't been like uh, emptied for a really long time. So there's stuff all over the floor. I mean, they kept, we kept seeing dogs going up and like sniffing around this bin and like eating stuff off the floor. And I was like, oh God, you've no idea what they're eating. That's that's horrible. So bins as well. Like if you go to parks and stuff with the bins that are overflowing with things, like just maybe keep your dog on the lead around it or just discourage your dog from going near it because mouldy and gross food, you just you just don't know what they're eating. Ugh, gross. 
Okay, and the next one you need to be wary of is fungi. So that's like wild mushrooms or toadstools as well. Now, obviously, there are thousands of different fungi um, in the UK, varying drastically in the size, the shape, the colour, and also how poisonous they are as well. Although that some fungi, fungi, uh, may be fairly distant in distinct in appearance it is incredibly difficult to identify most wild mushrooms some of them are edible whilst others are extremely dangerous and sadly it's not always as easy to tell the difference between the two so any sort of of this that you see in the garden or out on your walks you just need to keep your dog well away from them i don't think we i don't think i've seen any of this for ages and uh, maybe i'm just quite like taken aback by it but i've not really seen any for ages maybe they're quite good at removing it in my area i don't know yeah. um signs of poisoning may vary dramatically depending on the type of the um fungi eaten um and it may include stomach upset blood in the stools or vomit uh, neurological effects such as hallucinations or fits and also kidney or liver failure as well the type of fungi eaten will determine the out onset of effects um, which can obviously be very, very sudden, but it can also take a few days as well. It can also be delayed by a few days. Um, or even in rare instances, it can actually take several weeks as well to show any sort of side effects. So like I said, if you see any of this, if you've got any of this in your garden, I know I've not got the biggest garden, so we can sort of keep on top of where Milo's going and what he's seen. But if you've got a big garden that's got like a wood, woodland area there, just make sure you're keeping an eye on exactly what's growing and what's what's hidden in there. Yeah, we, and we've got, um, well, we don't have dogs, like I said, but we've got cats that like to wander. Um, but we've got quite a big garden, but we've also got a field next to our our, um, our house that we own as well. And we're actually rewilding re it, as in we've um, we've planted loads of trees um, and we've built a pond and we're letting it sort of go wild. Because when we bought it, it was just like a, a, just a normal field. So we're making it sort of into like a wildlife sanctuary kind of thing. So there's loads of mushrooms and stuff that have come up, some really, really weird ones, like... This sort of black torpedo shaped one and my sister actually my twin sister is really into mushrooms like she's a mushroomologist or something i don't, I don't know what the word is but she knows mushrooms so i like i always send her pictures like what's this mushroom what's this mushroom she can tell me um but yeah if you do live somewhere a bit more rural or you have sort of like i do like have land that's um got some wildness to it just um, and you do have dogs just make sure that you are either not letting your dog in that part of the garden or whatever or you're removing any um fungi fungi um that you think is going to be poisonous or dangerous to your dog it's just about sort of being vigilant really isn't it exactly you should always be aware of where your dog's got access to anyway like you said with the bins like just keep an eye on your dog at all times whether it's in the house in your garden or out and about as well you should really, yeah, like you said, you should really be doing that as a dog owner anyway, because having a dog is a bit like having a toddler. Um, you just need to sort of make sure you're keeping vigilant on what they're doing, what they're putting in their mouth, <laughs> what they're eating, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, if you have seen that your dog has eaten um, unknown fungi, though, um, you need to send to the vets immediately and, if possible, bring along a picture or a sample of the fungi in a paper bag or carefully wrapped in paper um just so that um and also you know where you found it so like what kind of tree it was on or that kind of thing um it might help your vet to identify what fungi your dog's eaten and um, if they become poorly um it's kind of like if you get bitten by a snake not that that happens here but if you're bitten like, by a snake if you know what snake you got bitten by it's a lot easier for your for the people to treat and to know how to treat you so yeah <laughs> Um, another set of plants that you need to uh, keep an eye on, and this isn't um, necessarily in your garden at the moment, um, but can be sort of around Christmas time. Um, there are things like holly, ivy, mistletoe and poinsettia. Um, now, I think we mentioned these in an episode 
um, when we're talking about Christmas um, safety, because these things are quite a risk to your dog and you really need to be careful if you have them in your house or in your garden. Now, holly is a plant that's generally considered to be low toxicity, but they've it's got like spiky leaves um, and if it's eaten um, and the if it's eaten, it can cause an obstruction or cut your dog. Um, and the, the berries actually can cause a vomiting and diarrhea. Now your dog would have to eat a lot of the berries to become extremely poorly, but um, it's just a good idea if you've got holly bush in your garden to make sure that a dog um, is you know, chowing down on it. Not, not that I think they would, because I think the spiky leaves sort of will, you know, deter them or whatever. The next is ivy. Um, now this vine can cause tummy upset if eaten, um, while substantial or prolonged skin contact can cause severe irritation. Ivy is, is an irritant even to, to people, so if you get it on your skin, it can um, cause itchiness and horrible nastiness like that. It can cause um, allergic or contact dermatitis. Um, not to be confused with poison ivy, which is obviously in America, um, which isn't commonly found in the UK, but if you are over in America and listen to this, which I think actually our main demographic is American, which is oh, okay. really quite interesting. Um, if you, It's the same with uh, American poison ivy, just to keep um, that away from your dog um, and you actually, or any animal, because it's actually quite nasty if it gets on your skin. Uh, mistletoe is the same, it's a festive shrub um, but, and considered low toxicity, but the berries may cause tummy upset if they're eaten. Um, some reports suggest that mistletoe is very, is very poisonous, but this refers to American mistletoe. So if you're listening in America and you've got mistletoe in your garden or you've got it in your house over Christmas, make sure your dog um, isn't eating it because that, that is actually a lot more poisonous than uh, mistletoe you get over here. We've got mistletoe growing in our garden, but we've, we've, oh. um, we've planted it ourselves. It's really hard to germinate. Yeah, it has to like, you have to plant it on another tree. So it grows on another tree. It's really fascinating. <laughs> Um, and the other one is poinsettia. Now, poinsettia is a beautiful plant. It's actually one of my favourite Christmas plants. It's like it's got like big red leaves, um, and it's, it's may, you mainly have it around Christmas time because um, it's like a, a cold climate um, plant. Um, but it's very toxic, um, and it's toxic to your dog if eaten, and also cats. So if you've got a cat and you want a poinsettia, maybe get a fake one because it's just not worth having them in your house because cats are a bit more chewy than dogs when it comes to plants, but your dog might also chew it as well. And it's just not worth it because it's really, really poisonous to them. So it can cause vomiting, um, excessive salivation, and even death if eaten enough. So be careful around Christmas. <laughs> okay, then the last one I'm gonna talk about is spring bulbs. So incidents of poisoning from spring bulbs are most likely to occur from dogs eating the bulbs in autumn time when they are planted or in spring when they begin to flower. Obviously when you start planting things and there's mud everywhere, your dog will want to dig there so that's when you've got to uh, be really cautious of where your dog's going and obviously in spring when they begin to flower they might decide to pull them out i know milo i don't know what it is but sometimes he would just like to de-weed things and when i walk he'll almost go out between the concrete slabs he'll pick the leaves out as if he's like <laughs> trying to everything for us and i'm like no milo leave it alone <laughs> uh, but obviously there are different types of spring bulbs that you need to be aware of uh, the first one is daffodils now even though daffodils are so beautiful um they, they are actually very very poisonous to dogs they can make your dog vomit and um, have them get stomach upset and and salivation but they can escalate to dogs appearing sleepy wobbling on their feet or even collapsing as well also in some serious cases fits and changes to the heart rate body temperature and also blood pressure uh, can occur with your dogs dogs can also become very unwell if the flowers are eaten or if they drink the water from a vase that is containing daffodils so it's not just being cautious of what your dog's eating outside and drinking outside but also in the house as well around springtime a lot of people have daffodils out mm. um, 
house as well. So just be very wary of what your dog's drinking. Okay, the toxins found in this plant can cause irritation to the mouth and um, it only usually results in drooling, vomiting and diarrhoea. Serious cases are rare, but effects can include heart problems and also breathing difficulties as well. So be very, very wary of having yeah. tulips in the house or in the garden as well. Yeah, the, um, I can't remember if it's daffodils or tulips. So this is a bit grim, but this, um, in war, um, soldiers used to take tulip or daffodil bulbs with them um, if they got seriously injured, if they, they'd eat it and it would kill them. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know that's a bit grim, but uh, it, just, it shows you just how toxic they are. Like they would have them in their pockets and if they got really, really injured, they would eat them and it would be like a quicker way to sort of die, which is weird. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. And then the last one is the spring crocus. Now these flower in the spring and are said to be of low toxicity and uh, may only cause a little bit of stomach upset if they're eaten, but obviously you don't want to cause any sort of pain or discomfort with your dogs. These bulbs are not to be confused with autumn crocus, which flower in the autumn and can cause severe uh, stomach upset, kidney and liver problems, and also bone marrow depression as well. So Again, I think it's just being very, very wary. Obviously, on a podcast, we can only really tell you about them, but it might be good to do a little bit of research and have a look at what they look like, just so you can have a bit more um, information about what's in your garden and being a bit more cautious about that. Yeah, and also, uh, I say at the end of each podcast, but this this uh, podcast is paired with a blog um, that tends to have a little bit more information than, than what we, we sort of tend to touch on it and then go into a bit more detail on the blog, but also um, you do vlogs about them too. So if you want like an all-round um, pieces of information, you can check them out. But also, yeah, like I said, like dog owners should really be doing their own research as well. They should know um, what they is good and bad for their dogs because there are so many things out there that you just don't know um, and it doesn't take that long for you to sort of look up and read these things really. Um, I'm just going to end briefly just on what to do if you think your dog um, has been poisoned. Now um, obviously the first thing you should do if you think your dog has eaten something that they shouldn't have is take them to the vets because that's that that's going to give them the fighting chance to sort of either um, survive or just become like less poorly. Like, the, the, the vets might be able to give them something to maybe vomit it up or um set out their stomach or whatever so if you think your dog may have eaten touched or inhaled something that they shouldn't have speak to your vet straight away and uh, never try to make your dog sick like yourself and there might be something you, your vet can do but don't try and do it yourself um trying to do this can cause other complications which might harm your dog so in an emergency if you feel like if you think your dog has um eaten something or like i said ingested something what you need to to tell your vet is what you think your dog has been exposed to so um, especially if it's plants then um, what plants your dog has maybe maybe has eaten how much they might have been exposed to or eaten when they were exposed to or eaten it and if your dog has been unwell and what sort of like clinical effects you've seen so if you take your dog to the vet and say they've had this I think um, they've had this much it was this time ago and um, they're, they're vomiting and diarrhea and that kind of thing and that all this information will make sure that your vet knows how to care for your dog better um, and that goes for people as well you know for or any animals and um, the more knowledge you know and the more knowledge your vet knows the more likely they are to treat your dog uh, properly and to help them make a speedy recovery so that are some poisonous things in your garden and um, like i said there are there will be a blog and a vlog that are pertaining to this and they will be linked in the show notes so if you want to give that a little bit more of a read um, thanks for joining us on the Relax My Dog podcast this week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.